Hey guys, welcome to Our Thoughts on This, the best conversational podcast in the universe. Today we're going to be talking about modern music classics and kind of their iconic covers and how that kind of goes into what makes them classic. Um, so to start off, introduce us. My name is Jason. I'm Alex. It's Ali. I'm Shakari. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> before we get started, I kind of want everybody to talk about their music taste before we start talking about modern music classics so people can kind of understand where we're coming from on this topic. So um, I'm actually going to throw it over to Trey. Chikari, how, what's, what, are your, what are your music tastes? My music tastes, I would say, like, how do I describe it? I feel like the best way to describe the type of music I like is I like anything that's kind of like, experimenting with itself you know what i'm saying experimenting with the overall like how something is supposed to go so i mean i listen to rap mostly but i think a lot of my favorite rap artists are just the rappers who i think have like experimented with the sound and kind of changed how rap is supposed to go so for me when i think about that i think about guys like Vince staples or Paul sweatshirt child creator i think about guys who just kind of like they've taken kind of what rap is traditionally and added this kind of Spoiler personality to it. I think they generally like kind of guys like for real life two thousand. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. So that's kind of yeah. the type of music that I like. All right, all right. So you would say like uh, experimental rap, hip hop. Yeah. How about R and B? Yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, I just I just do a lot of stuff. You know, I've been listening to a little bit of folk lately. You know, just so just so, you know, like just everything, anything that kind yeah. of sounds unique, except for country. Right. Like I I can't find countries have never. Are y'all like country? Oh my god, bro. You're missing out. What? what? <laughs> country road. I've listened uh, what to you him before. He's good. <laughs> oh man. I I like old country, you know. The music where they used to talk about beating their wife. That's what I that's what I miss. Um, oh, you said old country, the first <laughs> thing that came to mind was Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> oh, that's 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 not, that's I don't. not holding up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can't. I don't think it does. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking more Marty Robbins. I, I don't know who that is. So exactly. That's... I was more thinking. Oh, you gotta give him a listen. You know, um, <laughs> start playing the Confederate battle songs. This is North mm, Carolina born and raised. How, how um, about we move up that timeline a little bit? <laughs> oh, that's too far back. That's too far back. All right. <laughs> What about you, Ollie? Like, what what are your music tastes? Well, I like that older country, more like 50s, 60s, 70s era. Um, okay. But for the most part, it's like really chill music. Um, I like some some like the older 70s and 80s R and B. Um, Do the Suicide Boys count as chill? No. Well, they, they got a couple <laughs> chill songs. They got a couple chill songs. Um, and when I first started listening to, to them, those are the only songs that I listened to, but now I'm like getting more into um <clears throat> oh, excuse me. More into uh su- <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> more into like Freddie Dread, uh, City Morgue, Zill, 
<clears throat> Zillicami stuff. Yeah. I love Zillicami. And uh, Paris, Texas. Oh, yeah. They're is, like... I love Paris, Texas. I love Paris, Texas. Yeah. So what do you listen but to? I'm also into out? When I work out, um, mainly those those artists. Okay. Um, but then there's some days then I'll listen to like SZA and um, <laughs> what's that? What? No, I just. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> this is a safe space. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Would you say I... that you're opium, Ollie? What? Opium. You, 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 yeah, okay, so never mind. You're not opium. Okay. No, oh, ex shit. explain I, this. Explain this. I I am most definitely opium. I am most definitely opium. Opium is what Cardi B's label is called. No, not Cardi B. Cardi B. Oh, what? Like, oh, whoa. Hey, Jason, you're opium. I'm opium. It's lonely. Um, on the site gang and like one other guy that's probably not a good person's on it. Something like that. Oh. Dude, I, I love Opium. I've been listening to Playboy Cardi since the beginning, since his SoundCloud days. Um, we'll talk about Red being a whole lot of Red. Whole lot of Red. Time. Whole lot of Red is the best album of all time. Okay. Uh, but before we talk about that, now I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not being serious. But <laughs> before we talk about that, I think Alex has kind of the most interesting background. So I'll kind of let Alex explain his relationship to music a little bit. Yeah, and uh, Jason and I were talking about this before we started recording, before Ali and Dracori joined us, so um, this will be the first time they might be hearing this ever, but I do not really listen to music. I mean, I do listen to music, however, if I had the choice, I don't know if I would. And I know I, obviously, I have the choice. It's not that I'm uh, forced to listen to music, it's just... The only time I listen to music is when I'm at the gym. And when I'm at the gym, I don't like being the only person there without headphones in because that makes me just feel like uncomfortable for whatever reason. So I put them in and I said, well, if I'm going to have them in, I'm going to play music. And so I'll play whatever the top charts are on the US that Apple Music has, basically. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I just play it's a lot of pop, it's a lot of rap. Um, and so that's the only time I really listen to music. And so I'm at the gym for maybe an hour a day. And so I don't listen to music for more than six hours a week. Hmm. So you don't listen to music when you're working or anything? Just straight, just in, just in it? Um, absorbing nature. <laughs> uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, there's a couple times I've tried to like put on like a, just like like some sort of like random like study like just yeah, focus yeah, yeah. music but like it doesn't really do anything for me and that's the thing that i was telling jason earlier is i just don't think music does the same thing for me that i know it does to a lot of people i don't i don't feel connected to it in any real way and yeah. so it doesn't really do much for me and so i don't really feel the need to listen to it do you, do you listen to so like oh. yeah uh, do you listen to like podcasts and like audiobooks in the place of music or is it just nothing at all i will listen to podcasts when i drive um okay. especially to work and back i will listen to podcasts but like like uh, trakari was asking at work 
I don't really listen to anything. At home, I don't really listen to anything. At home, I'd much prefer to be watching something than listening to something. And so I do mm. watch a lot of movies or YouTube, that type of stuff, which has background music, obviously, but I'm not watching it for the music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what are we saying? Uh, oh, wow, yeah. So, like, do you think that's just like a product? Do you think that's just music in general, or do you think that's just a product of not like taking the time to search for an artist who you think you can really connect with? Um, I don't know. I feel like. I can enjoy music for sure. Like when I'm at the gym, I enjoy it. Like it sounds good, but like I don't yeah. listen to like what they're saying or like care about like yeah. what the lyrics are. Like I enjoy the melodies. I enjoy the beat. Um, sometimes like sometimes you'll hear like a verse or something and like that will like stick with me and I'll be like, oh, that was pretty cool. But I don't know. I, I haven't really tried ever searching out for somebody. So I don't know if I would ever have that experience yeah. of being like oh this is somebody i can relate to but i just yeah. don't uh, for now no yeah okay that makes sense and what i was thinking because of his just he he's like the most casual listener of music that we probably all know so i think he would have the best idea the best ability to be objective on the topic of when you're talking about modern music classics. I'll also be extremely uh, ill-knowledgeable because <laughs> I won't know most of the stuff you're talking about. Like, anything that Ali said, I had no clue what he was talking about. The only thing that made sense to me was when Trakari said SZA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Because um, SZA is trash. Um, I know where you live, okay? Those are fine I words. Pull, I pull up, uh, <laughs> pull up, meet me outside. Uh, and also, another thing I kind of wanted to define before we get deeper into this topic is kind of have you given where your, are we defining have you given your uh, oh, music preferences? Dang, I haven't, I forgot about myself. Look at me putting other people first. Um, <laughs> so when you talk about my music taste, I'm, I'm very all over the place. So I would say my core genres are rap and hip hop. That is kind of what I grew up on. Uh, like pretty much any other black kid in existence. So, But a lot of my, my music comes from the 90s to like early 2000s, mid 2000s pretty much kind of where my cutoff is so yeah i love i love nas i love nas oh, <laughs> illmatic is the bible nobody can tell me differently um what, and what then between rap and hip-hop the difference between rap and hip-hop is you can have a hip-hop song where there's nobody rapping okay. Okay. so yeah. so that's kind of like like rap is kind of they kind of like the distinctions kind of get blurred for some yeah well, I mean, because there some people claim they're rappers, but they have no idea about hip hop. I feel like you can't have rap without hip hop. That's a whole never topic. That's a whole never topic. Um, <laughs> and then I kind of, I kind of jump genres into like more punk rock and more kind of, kind of emo music because I grew up on lots of Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Tony Hawk Underground and like the old Need for Speed games. So yeah, I, you know, I love things like Deftones. I love Rage Against the Machine. 
Uh, I love Goldfinger, Clash, uh, the Ramones, yeah. uh, Bad Brains. I love stuff like that. And then um, like kind of like shoegaze, Midwest emo type stuff. So like American football. Um, one of my favorite bands out right now is Have a Nice Life and uh, Glare. So yeah. kind of, uh, of video game soundtracks. I feel like that's how like so many young people get into music, even now, like just like whether I have like 2K soundtracks or whatever thing. Cause I know how you talked about Need for Speed. Like Need for Speed Underground is how I got into like a lot of that. Like I remember oh, what was yeah. it Shake Your Ass or Mystical? <laughs> yeah. Dude, so yeah, dude. like and then I had Tony Hawk for Skater 3. So like just yeah. a lot of that music just like carried over and just like I had um NBA Street. So like yeah, and NBA like, NBA Live or four or whatever. So oh. just like that's how I found about Outcast because they had a um, ghetto music was on that soundtrack. <laughs> See, that's that's why I feel like um, I feel like with because younger kids have just music like with streaming and stuff, they're yeah, they get exposed yeah. to so much more music, so much quicker than we do. It, they get, I feel like it, we get a lot of more newer subgenres because of that. Yeah. Um, but like me growing up, like if it wasn't in, if it wasn't in a sports game or in like Need for Speed or Tony Hawk or anything like that then I was forced to listen to whatever my parents were listening to on the radio or my grandparents. Yeah. So like if I was like with my grandma, it was gonna be gospel music. If it was with my grandpa, it's gonna be was gonna be country music in like 70s and 80s, like or 60s and 70s, soul and funk. If I'm with my mom or my dad, well my mom is gonna be more modern. With my dad it was gonna be more uh more rap stuff. So um yeah I kind of feel like by my exposure to multiple different genres like the only thing I don't mess with is country. It's, it's literally <laughs> it's like country and K-pop are the two things um, I can't get into. I always like feel disappointed that I'm not more in the country just because of how similar the content is to what I like about rap in a lot of ways. So I'm always just like, man, like I feel like I should like go like because I think just like I think I just haven't peered through like the mainstream level of country to find what I like like kind of like rap. You know, I feel like it's kind of the same where you have to, like, peer through the stuff that you don't like to find the stuff you do like, you know? Because, like, all I've heard is, like, stadium country and, like, that type of, like, beer drinking, like, Sunday church, like, that type of Florida Georgia line type stuff. I haven't really heard, like, I haven't really found the stuff that really sticks out to me yet. The yeah, thing about me personally... Is... Oh, go ahead, Ollie. I'm oh. sorry. All right. Uh, me, me personally, I like that storytelling country. Mm. Um, I just like that like timeline that i can follow and it's it just sounds a lot better in my opinion than like the basic i got a big truck i got guns <laughs> i got a wife who loves me you know yeah you watch who loves you maybe who loves you maybe, maybe is the important part <laughs> so when jody's cheating then i gotta get in my truck with my gun and go <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, Let him know. Talk to him. Talk to him. Kind of what I was gonna say was like the difference that you're getting into is like the blurring the lines between folk music and country. So yeah. like with folk music and country are very intertwined. So once you get yeah. like mm-hmm. Ollie starts getting there close to that edge where it starts to mix, which yeah. is the hard part because mm-hmm. you talk about like. I feel the same way about most modern country. Most modern country is, I like my Ford truck. I'm gonna drink and drive. <laughs> I might go home and beat my wife. You know, 
hater. That type of stuff. stuff. But like, (laughs) wow. I will say, like, I try not to make that because people make that same generalization of rap where it's like it's just like it's just the glorification of drugs, gang, and violence instead of like storytelling. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. A lot of this modern stuff. (laughs) I think. Don't let's. (laughs) I disagree, but. But I do think so. Like I do think there's country out there that I'm like I just need to take time to find. It. But I do like try to stay away from the general generalizations because that's like, you know, because obviously there's like storytelling. Because even like I listen to country musicians speak about how they perceive, you know, modern country, and it's just kind of like you see that they kind of have this like disdain for it because it kind of takes away from the original intent of what the John was trying to accomplish, which is kind of just like display the different circumstances that like people who maybe like Nashville, like Dedrick, Tennessee in general, and Georgia from facing. So like, yeah, I just like, I just say that just to prove why, you know, not to generalize. It's just... Yeah, no, no, I understand you. I, I was joking, mainly. I was mostly joking. <laughs> I was like at least 65% joking. <laughs> yeah, at least 65%. <laughs> maybe even 45, but let's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, now kind of like with that said, I kind of want to hear. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys have any lists written down or anything like that. But I kind of want to hear Ali's like a couple of his modern music. Oh wait, do we define a timeline yet? I don't think we have. Did we just? Okay, <laughs> when we say modern, how how far back are we going? Because I that fit the topic. I was thinking modern. Uh, this isn't going to be in it, right? This could be in it. Okay, I mean, we're doing this live. But I can edit that whatever was... you don't want in. <laughs> and that's what she said. But um, when I edit that out, I edit that. <laughs> but when, <laughs> when I was thinking about the topic, I was thinking about maybe like 2010 upwards, because like I feel like that's a good maybe 2011 and upwards, because I, I just feel like that's a good like point, because I feel like. 2010 like that that period between 2010 and 2016 is where we really see this shift at least in music because of how dominant rap becomes as a genre in american music not just even american but all across the world so i think we see like kind of this like shift in like this drastic shift in sound with guys like odd future with kate cuddy with kanye travis scott with all these guys just experimenting with sound you know so that's what i was kind of thinking but we are you guys are obviously not entitled, but like to give suggestions. No, I, also, I, I'm good with saying um, post-2011. Okay, yeah, it works. I, I was thinking, I was thinking 2011 is a good timeline too, because if you go back to early 2000s, there's so much. There is so such a different time. So I think 2011 yeah. is. I will is say those like. Time early 2000s, like, bling rap covers, like, ludicrous-type covers and stuff. <laughs> I, I love them, dude. Those are awesome. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, my, oh God. my God. Freaking ludicrous was out of pocket. Dude. <laughs> dude ludicrous is crazy. <laughs> Luda? All right. Um, <laughs> so, kind of with all that said, um, should we also um, define what we're considering with iconic Albums, like what makes it more iconic, and like what we're, or can oh, we get into oh, that as a conversation? Are, we're talking about the songs I, themselves right now. 
think we're just uh, no, I, think, I think we should keep it to albums because albums, once you okay. get the, yeah, once you get into nitty gritty of songs, it it gets insane. <laughs> so how do we because, approach uh, singles? Ooh, that's a good that's a good thing. I didn't think about that. What do you mean? I, don't, like, don't like, I, I think we should treat them treat them as albums. Treat them I mean, as their we own can, album. Do you mean like just single releases yeah. or like EPs? Because like I feel like either one. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel we can talk about them if they've like made it's like a landmark, you know? Because I feel is if you're reading this too late, like before. No, not that. Back to back when Draco killed Meek Mills, that's like a single, but that cover is like iconic now. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's facts. Um. <laughs> Dude, that's so facts. Um, yeah, so I think I think yeah, things like singles, if they didn't get added to an album later, yeah, if they were just standalone singles or EPs, I can think we can kind of leave them to themselves, or they can be included, I should say. Um, but I kind of also like I want to focus broader on albums because I feel like yeah. Well, I think Jakari asked um how we would define what we consider classic. Is that what I don't want to. Speak for yeah, you. I would oh, have yeah. Things, but I also think we can kind of discuss that as we the conversation progresses. So it's okay. just like sure. when we're listing what we like about the cover, or like what we like about the album. So that's what I'm thinking. We should yeah, it should okay. be kind of as we discuss about like you can say what you like or what this album. Do you think this album is a classic? I mean, you kind of describe what makes it a classic. Yeah. Okay. So kind of to start yeah. us off. Um. I, I, I know Trey's or Chikari's, I know Chikari's music taste a lot because we, we were friends in high school. So I kind of know your music taste a lot more than I, I think I think I know Ollie's. So I kind of yeah. want Ollie to go first. So Ollie, what are your like some modern music classics in the post 2011 era? Oh, man. Um, well, because the internet for sure that's that's like the album that got me into music in general so for me personally that's one um honestly a lot of childish gambino's work yeah his um, early stuff camp was, yeah yeah his early stuff was great camp was amazing as well um hmm i gotta i'm sorry yeah, i wasn't really prepared <laughs> yeah, I'm on it right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can I'll, I'll throw one out real quick because yeah. this album was highly influential in my life. Um, it, it's actually there. There are two Kendrick albums that I think <laughs> yeah. defined hip hop um, for like six or seven years. That's so I'm gonna say. If, if if the ones you're talking about, if what you're talking about, I'm guessing, then I think. It's- yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Everybody knows what I'm about to say. To Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid, Mad City. Oh. Okay. Are <laughs> no, no. I think Good Kid, Mad City have more has more influence with Section 80. Mm, um, I can see that, I can see but those two albums, especially when they came out, were really kind of like where I was like, okay, rap is really is really something and I need to I need to absorb this. Like those two albums are what got me into into like kind of like what Ollie was saying, music as a whole. And so I think about two pip a butterfly especially. Growing up in the time I 
we we were all growing up, especially three out of the four of us being black and kind of know what was all going on on the news during that time. To hear an album like To Pip a Butterfly, I think that was the first time I probably cried to an album hmm. hearing that because like just seeing like I like I vividly remember staying up all night with my mom looking at the Trayvon Martin stuff, you know. Hmm. So like that type of stuff, this album kind of talking about it and kind of in words that I didn't have as a child to kind of describe how I was feeling was so powerful to me. And then I, I go back to Good Kid, Mad City a lot too. Um, the difference with that album for me is that it talks about a style of life I've never had to live. So, you know, mm. I've never had, I've never been poor. I've never lived in the hood. I've never had those experiences. So kind of somebody talking about growing up in that, that type of environment was kind of like, okay, this is how it is for other people. I can I can see how it is for other people in ways I couldn't visualize it before and kind of couldn't understand it before. So I think those two albums right there, great, just, mm-hmm. you know, post-2011 albums that have, like, defined music. It kind of defined my life as a whole yeah. since then. Yeah. I think I definitely going along, like, the idea of, like, albums that have not only like defined music but defined us individually like some rap songs like changed my life like i think it's it's less than 30 minutes long but it, like i have like record i ever bought um it like some rap songs it just like it changed what i thought rap had to be like in just seeing like someone is like influenced a generation of people afterwards like there's so many rappers who I don't think we get if some rap songs don't come out. Like I don't think we get on Red Veil without some rap songs in general. But just I love like, Red Veil. Yeah, I met him in person. I, I, I agree with that. I yeah. met him in person. He's such a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, and just like in the same way, and just like experimenting with sound too. Like I don't think like guys like Jay, like Danny Brown's been around for a long time, but I think like even like something like Scaring the Hose that just came out. I don't think you get that without like some rap song being like it's okay to make weird music not that it wasn't happening before but him being like like this is what i'm but doing he like, like like earl made it popular yeah which... like he was just like this is the wave i'm on now like you can get with it or not yeah this yeah er- earl swisher definitely earl swisher i mean our future in general have had so yeah. much influence like they were the last like I think out of all the rap groups that have ever existed, they're probably were the most. Um, I was. I actually. I'm, I'm gonna say this. They're like one of the most influential rap groups. Yeah, because easily. you I mean, know, you, you, yeah, it's basically them and yeah, Wu Tang. Brockhampton sucks. Um, so. <laughs> 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 hey, I, hey, I'm not joking about that. Brockhampton slander <laughs> all day. <laughs> if I, I want one of those little um the little muskets with five barrels on the end so I could take them all out at once. Well they broke up, so you're good, man. <laughs> I know that was the happiest day of my life. I was out there dancing in the street. Oh my god. I was praying, I was praying under downfall heavy. Um but our future is so like I, I, I definitely also uh, growing up in that era, I was like, oh, there are weird black people who exist who are like me too. Who I don't yeah, have to feel like alone in that feeling. Yeah, I definitely um, think that's like and, and like another thing that stands out, not just about like Earl, but all future our future as a whole. Like everything they did was just like 
unique and like an embracing of like being yourself as opposed to like what people think you should be or what people think rap should be and like yeah, yeah just like yeah just like every like even flower boy like flower boy is another album but i'll get to that later because that's like a spiel but some rap songs like and it's just timeless like i think the emotional element of the album how it uses chaos to like represent sadness like it's something i go back to like now like after my dad died like this is like the first album i listened to and i was like okay this guy gets it like he understands he like because the album came out like he was because like if you don't know oral was gone for like a few years you know yeah you know well that wasn't that's was, like the second time he's gone for a few years but like he's just another diet and he's just like came back he released this like i remember me and ollie talking about nowhere to go because that was the first single release for the album crazy but going listening to it now and i'm just like hey, this is like probably one of like the most like earnest records i've ever listened to just because like it doesn't it's just, yeah it's just like it it's just bad and it, like even more so than i don't like shit on god's side it's just like despair and it portrays that so like beautifully through like abstract sounds and like samples and it's like how it does it like navy blues production on this thing is like crazy like it's insane but yeah some rap songs easily like one of my most refined albums and i don't know if alex knows this but odd future back in the day they you know they were still they came from the blog era where you still had to kind of go out and discover music they yeah, you man. don't have spotify like from myspace yeah yeah like streaming wasn't as good as it was now people were still downloading stuff off live um limewire <laughs> and um I was gonna say live, like that's the completely wrong website of LimeWire, and um, dude, I remember like they would get like big retailers were refused to sell their records because of like the, how they like the stuff they would talk about. Uh, Tyler the Creator was banned from the United yeah, Kingdom. Um, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, he got banned from. Was, yeah, yeah, I think was, I'm pretty sure it was the United Kingdom. He he was banned from yeah. there, and. Oh, and New Zealand, oh bro, hey, they they were all British colonies, anyways. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they they were super, like like um, Trey was saying, just super influential in our yeah. kind of modern music. Um, yeah, I feel like people forget about a lot of the group, but like they had like Sid, and even the people who weren't in it but associated with like Sid, Steve Lace, like Steve Lacey, Vince Staples, like. They had so many people who were like, ha- like, basically, we haven't seen a group of so many like forward-thinking artists since Wu Tang. Like, it's crazy how like they just had a group of so many people who were like. I think I think even at the yeah. at the same time with them, it was ASAP Mob. So it was like them and ASAP Mob was like yeah, the only people kind of doing what they were doing. And I, 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 yeah. I'll say this easily: the only person out of, out of ASAP Mob to really blow up. Is Rocky. So and like Ferg. outside of ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, like it's really just yeah. and Yams. I'll say ASAP Yams too. RIP. Well, well, yeah, Yams. I mean, he blew up and then he passed away. Like he didn't get to really experience his yeah. his the fame. But I, I mean, still, even even Ferg blew up. But like nobody talks about Ferg anymore. Everybody <laughs> talks about Rocky. Like, yeah. Everybody talks about Rocky. He's also made sure um, now, so I guess that helps. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, should have been me. Should it should have been me. Um, but Ali, kind of, what are your what What are some ones that you have? Um, 
I don't even know. I I just I was just lost in thought listening to y'all. Like I was listening to y'all, but like uh You're thinking of contemplating. Yeah. I mean other albums that I can look at as like iconic. Like and I guess more recently, but um not sure I see the future. Like I think just another album that like just plays with sound so well and that almost not even just sound it's just like storytelling like like crafting a narrative because the film is based on what like it's like based on like old well no the, the album is based on like a lot of this old samurai films kind of so just kind of the narrative of like redemption and self-betterment like that we see Denzel wait which, which album oh Denzel, yeah metro i see your future yeah yeah like just kind of the narrative we see the album take about him as a person yeah just like Easily one of the best albums to me, easily. Like, it's just oh. like, there's, this is an album that I think is going to be iconic later on, but I think the cover sucks. Uh, Let's Start Here by Lil Yachty. I think the album's amazing, but the cover sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, covers, the cover of that album does suck. Yeah. And uh, Alex, do you have any, uh, do you have any initial kind of thoughts or ideas on some iconic albums that you... I've been of? I've been trying to look through like lists on like different websites who have made lists of like top hundred um like iconic albums since twenty ten, and uh not really I'm I mean I haven't really heard of a lot of these I mean the ones that I have heard are like Drake or like Chance the Rapper. We can talk about Drake. We can talk about Drake. <laughs> Drake. <laughs> the one the hottest kids from the world, but the world don't want to forget. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to look it up. Lady Gaga put Born This Way out in uh, 2011. God, Ooh. that was only in 2011? Man, I feel old. <laughs> um, Let's talk about Drake for a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about, I'm calling by his some, government. That is something. Oh, oh Aubrey? Yeah, I'm calling. <laughs> Aubrey Graham. I want to discuss you a little bit. Now, <laughs> as, as a student of the game, <laughs> I, I can't deny the influence that uh, Sir Aubrey Graham has had on, on the, the, the industry of rap, the industry of hip-hop. And I will say this about him. I, I, don't, I don't want to give him too much credit. I don't want to say he's talented. <laughs> but I will give him credit that he knows how to build an album. And I feel like kind of... I, I feel like if you talk about... Okay. Not, not, his, not his newer stuff. So, like, if we go... Okay. If we the go... 21 Savage was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. Was it Her Loss? Yeah, her loss. But I mean, like, Certified yeah. Lover Boy was tra- it was terrible. Yeah. So if we, if you do his run from Take Care, which was released in 2011, to Scorpion yeah. in 2018, I think all of those albums, except for What a Time to Be Alive, were all all told stories uh, very well. Like you think about views, yeah. views. Yeah. Right. First off, that's right. one of the most iconic covers I th- I could kind of think of in modern hip hop. Like everybody thinks of, you know, oh, if you talk about Drake, they probably think of two albums, right? They probably think of the Nothing Was the Same cover with him with the pick in the hair as a kid, 
or they think of the views cover because I think those are his two best covers because the rest of them are very poorly photoshopped. Um, <laughs> but those those albums, you know, he told stories well, and and you know, I, I'm not gonna deny him his talent. Like I, I understand for the time, the fact that it's all ghost written, but he still has a voice and he still puts it out in a way that I don't think a lot of artists can, especially in those albums. Like you, you think of, you think of more life, like passion fruit. Oh my god, you like more passion life. Fruit. I I love more life. I freaking all of more life. I love all of that. Dude. I mean, he's got Georgia Smith on that, and she's my wife, so. Oh, uh, <laughs> and when you think of of nothing was the same, like come on, Wu Tang is for or Wu Tang forever, worst behavior. Hold on, we're going home. Come on, you can't tell me those ain't classic songs. Oh, for sure. Everybody knows what hold on. Classics, but but I I just can't get get behind Drake. It's, <laughs> it's I don't know. Hard. I don't know if it's just me. He's corny. But it's just like a mix of his voice and then like outside of music, he's just weird. I just don't like him. He's corny. He's corny. He's corny. He's um, corny light skinned dude has been his thing since he popped up and seen him. I'm yeah, the I mean, to grassy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they were when they were yeah. forcing him to walk around in a wheelchair, wheel himself around in a wheelchair. He's, he's been, been a, around in a wheelchair. Yeah, I did, but we're gonna skip right past that. <laughs> well, himself around it. Did he get shot in the grassy? I yes, distinctly remember. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's paralyzed. Isn't that what got him in the wheelchair? Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. Okay, I thought he was. I thought he was in the wheelchair already, and then he got shot again. Um, <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> that He got shot twice. Um, um but yeah, like, I, wanna... I, oh. I don't. Okay, I was like, I was gonna say long last thing. I don't want to disrespect Drake because I do think he deserves his flowers for what he did. But I mean, most of his more modern stuff is kind of mid. I want to bring it back to something that uh, Jason said that we want we were gonna touch on later, which is: is Drake rap or is he hip hop? He's like pop rap. Does he rap? <laughs> most of his stuff, he does. I wouldn't call honestly never mind a rap album. But I mean it's yeah. I, I think it falls into the realm of hip hop or but I would be hard pressed to call it a rap album. He he used to rap a lot more than he does now. Now he's now he's just a I I, I he's a pop artist. I, mean, I, I, I don't even I would I would say he's on the fence right yeah. now. Right now. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're talking about like older Drake, I definitely would say like because he's kind of always been like a more melodic rapper, which I, I don't know, which, is, which isn't bad, obviously. There's a lot of melodic. But um, I think now it's just like, I don't know, man. He's just like, I think he's kind of trapped in this thing where he always be considered a rapper because of the type of music that he made previously. So even if he doesn't make rap stuff, people will be like, oh, he's a rapper. So it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, that he, he's right on that line. Yeah. But I mean, like, to me, if you ask me, like, who's an iconic artist mm -hmm. from uh, post 2010 or 2011, the first person that comes to mind is Drake. Yeah, that's it's because he's been making music, like, very popular music for a very long time. Yeah. And I think, like, 
I think for someone like Alex, who's not like 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 really that into music, Drake's music is easily accessible. Like I think when you know, and that can be like a, I think that's a positive and a negative for Drake. His music is easily accessible. Like text go green, whatever it's worth. Some people can relate to that. <laughs> is it the most like insightful song? No, but like people relate to it. People, some people relate to her loss or you know, certified lover boy. Some people like, like it's to me, it's all surface level. But for other people, it's not, and they can like gather, like they they can feel the type of emotion he's putting out. So like, so like I don't know, like the surface level of music that Drake makes, there's positives and negatives to it. But I think it's part of what has made him iconic, and it's part of what's given him staying power for this long. You know, in my opinion. And I mean, for me at least, it's not even like the emotion he's putting out. It's like. Like I said, I don't listen to it for the message or the words. It's mm. like Drake just has good sounding music. Yeah, he puts out radio songs. I know. Like, like, like if if radio was as popular, like we, especially when he started, back when radio was still the big thing, like he puts out songs that you could put on Hot ninety seven yeah, <laughs> and listen to or Power ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that, that's just what he is that's his niche that's what he found that's and, what he does and for me who is just at that same surface level that's why he's the first person that comes to mind yeah 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 and that's okay do you think well, that any other artist kind of like that for you where it's like this person is like this person doesn't give me any more than i need and that's why I'm um say that one more time do you, do you think there's any like um, other artists kind of like that who are like this person like is easy to just listen to? They don't really like. I don't need to like. I don't guess like context to listen to them. You know, it's just like they make music that I can just turn on. I think that was the Migos when they were still together. Yeah. Rip. I think. Uh, I think you get a lot more of that in the pop category. Like true, you get your yeah, Dua Lipa. Oh yeah, yeah, Dua Lipa yeah. for sure. Um, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but I don't know. I mean, Harry Styles a little bit. Oh God, that's that's a trigger word for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I forget to see red when I when I see that man. Um, yeah, dude. When I saw him at the end of Eternals, I I was literally upset. I was physically upset. Uh, Harry Styles. Yeah, when he showed up at the end of it, the post credit scene mm. for Eternals, I was like, oh, man. Um, White women do love Harry Styles. Why? He's so mediocre looking. He looks so average. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why? I, mean, he's, I, think, I think I saw this somewhere. Harry Styles is the Drake of like pop music. Like It's just easily accessible. He is that. That is such a good analogy. <laughs> that like, that right music, there. Like, you don't need like you don't need depth. There's no like there's no depth, and that's like what makes him popular. Like you know. Yeah, that man. That's facts. That's a perfect way to put that. He is the Drake. <laughs> He's as to pop what Drake is to hip hop. That rap. That's. I would wow. say I feel like an artist who like doesn't get enough credit. Now, I'm not like a big Taylor Swift fan, but I like Taylor Swift. You don't think she I gets think. enough credit? Not like what? I don't what? this. Like, because I'm she's, not saying she's selling out concerts all over the world. I just feel she, she, she doesn't like, get credit in music circles. Like to be real, I, I think that's what I'm like, trying to say. Like, 
for the like people who for, I feel like within like music snobs like it's like oh she's just Taylor Swift but like I think Taylor Swift like I think I think she gets a lot of credit obviously but I think she could get more credit do you <laughs> think she was more oh sorry I was gonna say like what try like like I get exactly what you're trying to say like to people like us and to people who are listen deeply to music or something like that she doesn't get as much credit but I mean, she is highly influential. Do you think yeah, she was like, more like, iconic when she was country or now that she's pop? Oh, now that she's pop. Easily. Now that she's pop, most definitely. Yeah, the country stuff was whatever. I don't care about that. Yeah. I care about folklore, though. Folklore is a banger. <laughs> I, I am judging you highly for saying that, but I can't deny it because it is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you differently. <laughs> It's a fact, but I'm looking at you differently for saying that. Champagne poetry? Ah, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> you have Can to I, say it in like a valley girl accent. Oh. Like, that's like... <laughs> Can I throw out a name that I would consider iconic? Yeah. Justin Bieber. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. Up until like, like yeah. 2014. Music. Yeah. I'd say Justin Bieber up until like 2015, he was, yeah, but I mean, he was think, big. Yeah, I mean, just think about how much he meant to so many people. Yeah, I guess, man. <laughs> what is he doing now? Nothing. I mean, he put out one of the he's still making music. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's putting out AI-generated music at this point. It has to be. I refuse to believe anybody can write that trash. Isn't he like, um, like Post Malone? <laughs> yeah. Hey, he made some flower. <laughs> but his his most recent stuff has been. Oh yeah. Dude, once Post Malone denied the fact that he was a rap artist, you could see the quality in his music decrease. Yeah. Like, like you have his first album. He's like, this is clearly a hip hop rap inspired album. Then he came out and said, Yeah, don't don't call me a rapper. I'm not a rapper. And then you can see just. <laughs> You go downhill like a plane into the <laughs> ground. Um, I do think we got a little off topic, but I I think that we've branched off into something that I do want to clarify, which is what is the difference between classic and iconic? Ooh. I I would say that I think a classic album is just like the quality is undeniable. You know, I think like you can't, you know, something like Tipping Butterfly, for instance, you can't like, unless you're trying to be like a contrarian, you can't deny how good it is. Whereas an iconic album, because I think an album can be classed by being iconic. Because like, I think iconic to me just means like it's known, like people remember it and has like staying power. You know what I'm saying? So like, like, yeah, I hope that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, like, an iconic album. I think an iconic album can also be a classic album. But like, yeah. you think about like Travis Scott, right? Yeah. Astro World is an iconic album. Yeah. I don't think it's a classic album because it does nothing new. It's very much paint by the numbers rap album. Like it has mm. all the features it needs to be successful. Mm. You know, it has all the the transitions, the beat types. You know. It's a very iconic album, but nothing about that screams classic to me because nothing about that is unique. And I feel like yeah. when you talk about classic albums, a lot of, I think when you talk about music that has surpassed the test of time, there's always something unique about it. 
Like I, 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 I genuinely think in 30 years there's gonna be kids going back and be like, oh, this is to pip a butterfly. Like what he's talking about right here in this album perfectly encapsulates the black experience during this time. And yeah. people are not gonna be saying the same about anything Travis Scott has done. Yeah. But even then, I would say something like kind of how we're talking about like some rap songs. I would say some rap songs is a classic album, but it is an iconic. I don't think like I think for the people who like that type of music, it'll obviously be remembered for what it for how influential it is. But I don't think like the general public is ever gonna be like, oh my god, remember when Earl Sweatshirt put out some rap songs? Like not like how people are like remember Thriller or remember um yeah, yeah. Lemonade or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, even when you think about um like a good example of that would be MF Doom. Yeah. Like MF Doom's been putting out music for forever. He was a rapper's rapper. Like all his music were were classics. Yeah. But like, he he didn't start to become iconic until like the the post I would start saying like 2016 people kind of because of things like Spotify people were yeah. discovering his music a lot more and then he became iconic later but his albums were classic first like yeah mm, food and, his, and his covers, day. topic like all of his covers are like fantastic all yeah. every single time every even before he became member of Doom even the KMD covers are classics. Oh, yeah. That does bring oh. up a really good question that I wanted to ask is how much does the cover influence how iconic something is? Oh, man. I don't know, because I, I I feel like the they're they, they go hand in hand, right? Cause the cover should mean something to the the songs in the album, right? Yeah. Right. So I think it's it's fifty fifty. So it, it it can't have a bad album cover, or it can. The music can speak for itself. Well, I think I think it can because, like I said, the album cover for Let's Start Here is bad. But um, I think it helps when the album cover is like, you know, is representative of what the album is about. Like you you look at something like Dark Side of the Moon with that cover, right. like it just re- it's kind of just like reinforces the music and like kind of just like the greatness of it or even like the abbey road cover the beatles are walking on abbey road it's just like yeah I, I, yeah i think like you can have a bad cover but it helps be remembered when that cover is like you know good i think, I think a really good example of this actually is rage against the machines first album self-titled rage against the machine is um, yeah. um is the pulitzer prize winning photo of the uh, Buddhist monk in Vietnam setting himself on fire, you know, famous, famous um, photo. And then the the most, the single track that came from that, which is also the most famous song from that whole album is Killing of a Name, which is about police brutality. It's Mm -hmm. about police brutality, about racism in the police force. And so I think the cover reinforces the ideas of the album. I feel like because of that, it, it kind of helps build the the album as something greater. Like, if it was a photo of all the band members, like, if it was, like, a, a Weezer photo cover, and it's just <laughs> the band me- members, and they're over here talking about police brutality and the Ku Klux Klan and all that type of stuff, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't... I, if I bought that album, and it's the guys from Weezer, and they're talking about F the police, I'm gonna be really confused, you know? Um, so I feel like a a good I feel like a classic album more like more than not is gonna have a 
easily as iconic cover tied to it. Okay. Uh, even newer example of that is a two pimple butterfly cover of them in front of the White House. Um, a bunch of the the black people in front of the White House. I forget. I think they're they're is a dead police officer or is it a judge or something like that? I don't remember who it is on the front. Um, but that is also iconic. Gotcha. You know these covers are amazing. Lil B. <laughs> oh, dude, Lil B's covers are dude, Lil B's covers, like those bling rap covers we were talking about from the 2000s. Dude, that's Lil yeah. B, bro. <laughs> yeah. Lil B is highly influential, but he does not get his flowers like he's supposed not to. Not nearly enough, man. Not nearly enough. Like how we were talking about Earl made it okay to do, like, sound weird. Dude, him, nice JJ Fish. <laughs> <laughs> ice JJ Fish is classic. Exactly. Class, classic internet moment right there. Okay, so I have one more question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it better to be iconic or classic? And that's coming from there's overlap between being iconic and being classic, or yes. is the prestige of them so different that it they just you can't be better than the other by being iconic or being classic? Uh, man, that's a, that's a tough question, I think. He's like, when I think about that, I don't know if you guys saw the season four of Atlanta, but that one episode with um, where they kind of had like I have not. Yeah, well, in season four of Atlanta, there's this one episode where it's this where there's this MF Doom esque character who like kind of has this whole like scavenger hunt. Yeah, he he's like a everyone knows he's a good rapper, but like he kind of dies with a lot of people not knowing him. But like, and I think that's kind of the I think it's all about what you're trying to achieve mostly. You know, I I think. I would say classic, but you know, I think if a lot of people want to be remembered for what they contribute, you know, they don't want to be forgotten this time, you know. So I think like it's 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 hard because like I think I would say iconic because then your work is remembered, but I think like the quality like it's it's like a give and take. Like yeah, that's a tough question. I think it depends on who you ask, right? Yeah. Like when you think about somebody like MF Doom who who, even though he was a highly talented rapper and has some really classic albums, really? I, I think I don't think it's hard to say if that he might have preferred to have been the yeah. iconic stadium selling artist. But I feel like it, it comes down to what you want from your music. Like, yeah. do I think Drake would trade his his mansions and his cars and his private jet? To perform to perform in front of a crowd of a hundred people, but know that those hundred people are his most diehard fans. He might, but we're never gonna know that. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to to decide which one that you want, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, because I feel like it, it, wow, that, that's a good question, Alex. Because it, it it all kind of comes down to what you want out of your music. Like I feel like when you when you actually want something out of what you're making, when you're not making something just you know for radio play like a Drake, you're gonna get, you're gonna want more, you know. It doesn't come with as much recognition. It doesn't come with the iconic status. It doesn't come with the the full stadium sold out. You know, you're gonna be like Earl Earl Sweatshirt who might sell out. Like uh uh, what is it called? What do we have here? What's the name of the place we have here? The Fillmore. The Fillmore. You know. But he ain't gonna sell, sell out Spectrum Center, yeah. and that's just kind of how it is. Right, right. Okay. What do you think, Ali? I I agree with okay. uh, with Jason. 
with the music that you listen to specifically, do you think that it is more classic or it's more iconic? The the artists themselves. I would say more iconic. I feel like something classic has to like stand the test of time and I don't think it's gonna do that. Like I think in ten years I'd probably be listening to something totally different. Yeah, I've been listening for the to most part. Ten years? Oh my god. No. <laughs> I mean well, well, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Probably not. <laughs> oh we'll probably have kids by then. I don't want them to hear all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. So, like, kind of going with our overall topic, Ali. I don't know if you've had any like big suggestions for our list. I kind of have right now, which is, is a very short list. But I have "To Pippa Butterfly," "Good Kid, Mad City," um, some rap songs. I have Drake on the list. I haven't put down a specific album because I feel like that's a much deeper conversation. Sure. Um, is this specifically just rap? Yeah, it, I was going to add um, I was going to add uh damn what's his name? Frank Ocean Blonde. Blonde. That's a good one. Uh Alex to ask answer your question. It is not all, you know, rapper hip hop, but I kind of think that's just kind of where the Ali and Chikari kind of all mm -hmm. overlap gotcha. the most. Makes sense. So I feel like that's kind of like where we're going to gravitate to cuz I always think that I think that's can I, I can I speak for all of us and say that's kind of like our primary -ish genres of music that we kind of stick yeah. to? Yeah. So, um, one I want to add to this list, I think is, and we're going to start hearing it, its influence in a couple of years, is Veteran by JPEG Mafia. Oh, I we're feel already like, hearing it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're already <laughs> hearing it, but Veteran by JPEG Mafia, you know, first off, let me, let me say, I love you, Peggy. If you ever hear this, <laughs> um, I saw you in Charlotte. Um, you know, I'm not gay, Did you but know please. Ollie didn't with uh, JPEG Mafia like that. Ollie, what? <laughs> <laughs> I I just I think I just have to get used to the sound, okay? Because like even with with Kendrick Lamar, when I first started listening to him, I I just couldn't because like his voice just sounded like too like nasally and annoying. <laughs> like, but like I, oh. it, like I, I warmed up to it. I'm. I love, I love Kendrick now. I love Kendrick now. But like, oh man, you hit me in my heart. That ah, oh, that hurt a little bit. But. I remember when I first, you know, when I first got into JPEG Mafia, it was a little bit after Black Ben Carson came out. Um, and I was just listening to that album because I was like, this, this makes no sense. What is he talking about? What is he doing? <laughs> and but I was like, sat down. I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm actually listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay. So all these beats are, are beats made from scratch. Like these are all beats made from scratch. Okay. Now what is he talking about? Oh, he's talking about like, Black Ben Carson, the first song on the album is Drake era. He's talking about the Drake era and the blog era of rap and how kind of detrimental it was to the overall thing. When you get to an album like Veteran, which it's very, uh, you know, if this was the 90s, this song, this album would have been banned 
um, they wouldn't have sold it. But you you think of a song like uh, "My Thoughts on Neo Gaff Dying," talking about something so like that requires like ten years of freaking internet culture to understand. <laughs> on top of that, or uh, I cannot wait till Morrissey dies. Morrissey is a uh, the singer of the Smiths, right? Um, who was like said some crazy racist stuff. Um, not Morrissey. <laughs> yeah, Morrissey. Oh, you know, Duck Tears. Man, I I love Duck Tears. Duck Tears is a great song. So I I think about those and I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, going back to Blackman Carson, he's got a song called "I Just Killed a Cop" and now I'm horny. And literally, the track is literally a video recording of a police officer dying in the line of fire. But mm. it's Jesus. Yeah, it's crazy. But when you listen to it, at first you're like, "Man, this is out of pocket." But when you listen to it again and you're trying to listen to what the words that he's saying, it's like, "Oh, I understand now." Um, but yeah, I wanted to, to kind of speak on that JPEG Mafia. I definitely put on the list. Um, uh, let's put. Do do what? What would you say? ASAP Rocky's defining album is. I mean, have to be testing, right? Well, you think it's testing? Maybe long live ASAP, or at long last ASAP. Yeah. Let me look, because like I feel like I feel like a lot of people know him for like I feel like let me let me look, because like well, I mean, I'll say this. Excuse me. Uh, (laughs) among people who listen to Rocky they say testing is his worst album and they say that they say at long last ASAP or long live ASAP is his best because that was um, you know he he was part of that genre of cloud rap that early SoundCloud era and then you get something yeah he was literally Travis Scott before Travis Scott hair and everything (laughs) Um, so you get into an album like Testing, which is a very different sound. Yeah. Um, and his newer stuff, too. Out, out of all those four albums, though, uh, Testing is also one of his most popular albums, too. These four albums? Yeah, it's four. Well, I think... Um, no, Purple Swag. Is that Live Love ASAP or is that... Yeah, Live Love ASAP, yeah. I don't know. I, it's counted as an album in uh, title, mm, okay. but I don't know if that was originally mm. an EP. Okay. Um, mm. It just says mixtape. Yeah. So, I mean, as we uh, said, for the sake of today, we'll consider EPs albums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but out of those wanna, four... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, out of the four, I would say um, Long Live ASAP is his most iconic with his song um, Effing Problems, bro. <laughs> that song was everywhere. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that we have gone a little bit over an hour already. Is there anything else you want to talk about today? You want to keep going? I just want to say The Defined Feminine by Mac Miller. Okay. Chef's Kiss. Rest, rest in peace, Mac Miller. I I don't know if it's just because like I love Mac Miller and like I was I was like looking at tickets when I heard about when he died and that just like wrecked me. Yeah. But um so I, I just love Mac Miller. 
Whoa! No, he's better. He's better. He's better. You know, as a big Kanye fan, I have to get my flowers in for Kanye. Watch for Throne and Yeezus are probably in the top five of Kanye's best and most influential albums. You like uh, Yeezus? God, I love Yeezus, dude. Black Skinhead? Um, no. <laughs> yes. You don't like Yeezus? No. Oh, okay, you're wrong. Just to let you know. You feel better. I don't like Black Skinhead either. You don't like what? I don't like my beautiful Duchess of Fantasy. Like we can't be friends anymore. You're kicked off the podcast. <laughs> You're kicked off the podcast immediately. Don't. My beautiful Duchess of Fantasy? It's not bad. No, um, oh my god. That's not, it's not bad, is what I'm saying. But and I'm not saying it isn't influential. But people who are acting like it's this perfect album, I disagree. Uh, so, you, you listen, so you listen to Soul Appalled, Devil in a New Trust, and Run Away. In that exact order, and you said this album is garbage. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I like I like those. That's basically what I'm saying. Okay, I like those songs. <laughs> I'm just there's I'm just saying there's songs on it that I don't like. Let me let me look at the album. Let me look at the track list real quick. You listen to all of the lights. That's not. And <laughs> You Wait, listen to power. Like, um, <laughs> you listen to power. No one man should have all that power. You listen to that album, and you're gonna come here. You're gonna come here in this podcast. Okay, right. so you like Monster? I like the whole album. <laughs> I like I the guess, whole album from beginning okay, to end. Maybe it's just me, but I'm saying it's like terrible. I'm just saying it's not like the greatest album ever made. I'm going to have to hit you with some electroshock therapy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's life, crazy. The life of Pablo was met, though. I'll allow that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, feel is this where we should day? end the podcast for today? Yeah, sure. Let's okay, end Jason, it. You want to read this off my list? list? Fantasy being trash. And, um, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Jesus, bad. Life of Pablo, bad. Yay is amazing. Jesus King. Shut up! Shut up! Stop! Stop it! Jason, this, this might be our last. How about episode. you read us right. off our list one more time? All right. So we're definitely gonna need to do a part two of this episode, everybody, because <laughs> we did not get very far. Um, because I'll tell you right now, we could be here forever. So starting, oh, I can tell. Lit, that's why I said this is probably a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> um, the pimp a butterfly. Um, we're gonna put good kid, Matt sitting. Some rap songs. I, I I put Drake on here because I don't know specifically which album to put. Um, Blonde, uh, Veteran by JPEG Mafia, Long Live ASAP, uh, Define Feminine by Mac Miller, Yeezus by Kanye, and uh, Watch for Throne by Kanye. And then just because I'm the one reading the list, we're going to add... Um, Where's Kanye West at on title? Come on, Kanye. Kanye, you need to go faster. Load faster. We're going to add uh, Donda and Jesus is King and Kid C. Oh, Ghost. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no. Okay, okay. Let's... Okay, okay, okay. Okay, y'all. <laughs> right. So, anybody in the audience listening, if you disagree with us, please let me know. DM me on Twitter. <laughs> no, follow follow us on Twitter. We got an Instagram. Yeah. We got a Twitter. It's at OTOTPod on both platforms. 
yeah, it re- you can reach out to me and you can tell me what you think. I'm going to ignore you because I'm right. But uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but you can reach out, tell us if you disagree or if you have any things that you think we missed. I feel like we stick a lot to rap in this. So I think we definitely need to expand. But um, yeah, that's it. Anything else you guys want to add before we, uh, we close it out? Beautiful Dexter's of Fantasy made Kissy Goes Better. <laughs> All right. All right, Jason, Ooh. you ready to you ready to end this? Yeah, let's end this. You want to tell let's them what we're doing next week? Um, okay, guys, reach back. All right, hit us back up next week. We're talking about our favorite games. Um, or I should specify favorite video games. Don't talk about Sorry or Scrabble. Um, we're gonna also, oh, we're also gonna talk about what makes a video game great and yeah, how no that one. is represented through our favorite games. Yeah. Alex has the he can say it better than I can. Yeah. Deuces. Alright, goodbye. My beautiful guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>